Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC, and with me again is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston. Hey guys, good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and uh, uh, coming off of a good week, uh, kind of in the summer at TC series, what I was trying to say, um, and uh, yeah, it's been, it was good. It's been a summer. It's been quite the summer. It has. So, man, I noticed our crowd shift. It usually doesn't happen in the summer like that, shift to the later service, but yeah, later service has been picking up. Um which is, you know, which has been good. I think part of it is just like, you know, people sleeping in a little bit, which I don't blame them, you know. I don't blame them at all. <laughs> so, but it's been, uh, yeah, man, it's been good. It's been uh, a lot of fun just enjoying all the different aspects of AMC. And, um, still learning, tweaking, making changes and making things better. Um, and, uh, you know, we kind of follow the true Kathy model from Chick-fil-A, you know, like we're in a constant state of making things better. Cause when you make things better, they automatically get bigger. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been good. So it, it has been good. And J O was preaching this past Sunday. Yeah. So first time preaching at, that's your first time preaching at TC. Yeah. So it was first how'd time. You, first. How'd you feel? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I hadn't done that in a while. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, uh, yeah, it, it was good. You know, it was a pretty simple message, really. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't too, uh, it wasn't too terribly, you know, theologically deep, I guess, as far as some of that. But, I mean, and I guess yeah. doesn't, it doesn't have to be. Well, yeah. Uh, it was just a pretty simple message on, uh, on love and, you know, but no, uh, felt good. Felt, felt good. Yeah. I think that's the, you know, it's like Chris Hodges says, you know, like people don't need the Greek word for life raft. They just need you to throw them one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, I, I guess afterwards, you know, there's, um, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people had said, you know, nice things about it or, you know, and then I got some messages even on Facebook and stuff. Um, so I guess that the, the, what the goal was happened for, you know, it, it, it reached and touched some, some people, um, which yeah. is the goal. So, um, yeah, it was a good time. Absolutely. It was good, man. I thought, uh, you know, we, we've, uh, it was an interesting Sunday. I mean, even going into Sunday, you know, we show up and all kinds of stuff is getting, was awry way before you got there, you know, just like half our, half the setup, well, not half, but like, you know, people got sick. a lot of people had food poisoning. They all went to the same birthday party and <laughs> Up with food poisoning, um, that's crazy. Yeah, and so and they were all on our setup crew, you know. So we were pulling double duty. We get there, and our theater that we meet in is theater number eight, and uh, there's a movie scheduled for twelve o'clock. Well, our service ends at eleven thirty-five, and we're usually out of there. We're supposed to be out of there by twelve thirty, and we're usually out of there about twelve twenty-seven. <laughs> uh, and so we show up, and they're like, "We have a movie at 12. I was like, "Ah, oh, interesting." So. Of course, you know, we talked to the manager and they're like, oh, that was our mistake. Like they canceled that showing or whatever. But 
just which I guess they had canceled before that even happened or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, because so, our agreement with them is that we get it till twelve thirty, so right. we can't start a movie at twelve. But yeah. yeah, so it was uh, so just much of that going on. Drummer got sick, or drummer he had did. food poisoning. He did, and uh, so we had to jump in and help him out with that. <laughs> just you know, summer at TC, summer at TC. <laughs> Everybody's sick. So it was uh, it was quite the Sunday, but despite all that, it was, man, it was a, a really good day. Um, you know, I thought your message was, uh, fantastic. So it was a good time. Yeah. So 30 minutes a, is fast. Boy, listen, <laughs> 30 minutes goes by real fast. So I, 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 I gotta be honest with you when I, so the first, uh, during the nine o'clock service, I was sitting there and you know, you were preaching, you know, doing going and I was just, in it, you know, just sitting there and all of a sudden Aaron's walking up on the keys and I text Kyle and I was like, how much time does he have left? And he was like 18 minutes. And I was like, well, so I told Aaron, I told, <laughs> so what I, I figured out why, but go ahead and tell the yeah, story. Yeah. So when I kind of planned out my, the message where I wanted the keys to come in at, right. Um, would have been about halfway through. Right. I figured it would it would take, uh, that's a 15-minute mark, and it was going to take me 10 minutes or so to tell the story and kind of close and wrap up. But I figured that would just be the best spot to come in. Help, yeah. You know, the keys help. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But, um, and I was just, I, I, I got through the first part of the message uh, on, on at least in the 9 o'clock service. I was about three minutes faster than what I had planned on being i guess yeah right, right um and then i guess I, I tried to fill some of that in at the end but um but yeah yeah so yeah. i noticed it too i know I, I thought surely when it happened i was like there's gonna be people thinking like why is he already going up there like we <laughs> yeah. just started service I, I, yeah i thought to myself for just a moment i was like are we about to have a 45 minute church service <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah no i just uh uh, no, it, that that was just the best place, and just I was just moving quick, and then he because yeah. I talked to Aaron before. Yeah, um, I said, you know, after the three points, just come on up. That's that's yeah. should be about halfway through. Yeah, um, you know, and it was close to halfway. I mean, it was close, you know, but um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it all. And, it, it and all then I also assumed, you know, he would see the three points. He'd be sitting. You know, usually he's not sitting where he was sitting. He's sitting farther away, and right. he mosey Takes on down. He's got to get minutes. up there, plug in. You know, the the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like, no, he was on. He, he was, was on time <laughs> Sunday, son. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I I knew at least in the nine o'clock I knew like some. There's got to be people thinking like, is he about done? Like he just yeah. started. Is he done? So, yeah, yeah, right, right. right. Which there are it, some churches you and I have both been to that the pastor's not even. Get he's still on the runway fifteen minutes in. Oh yeah, you know, and that's the that's the thing though is like, I felt like I was going fast, but then before you know it, you're it's over. Yeah. Dude. you know, thirty minutes is just yeah. You really got to be, you got you got to know what you're saying and yeah. also what you're not gonna say. Yeah, that's the hardest you, part. You know, you I could have you know easily gone forty forty five minutes if you had wanted to. Yeah, and especially especially when you don't do it. All the time. All the time. Yeah, yeah. And especially when, like, for example, when I'm writing out a sermon, about a halfway through, I can realize whether or not, like, oh, this is, there's no possible way this is getting communicated in one sermon. And I can go into the series and just edit the series. It's like, all right, we'll just add that to something else and when you don't preach often you don't have that luxury so you do kind of feel the pressure of like i gotta fit it all into because you you know know, you and then there's things you gotta do you gotta do kind of the the, that 
banter at the beginning, even if it's for 30 seconds or a minute sure, of sure. welcome, you're glad to be here today. Yeah, like, you right, have right. to do something, right. you know, yeah. we're going to honor our lead pastor and all this stuff, which, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, right, which right, right. that is good to do. Honor is a good thing, but yeah. you know, there is, there's a few minutes of that right, to totally. kind of get yourself in. And then there's, I think of it, I know it's not maybe the right way to say it, but it's like, there's the setup. You know, there's the setup and there's the kind of the end. You try to go for that punchline. Like if you think of it, if you were writing a joke or something like right. a comedian does, but mm-hmm. you know, there's the whole setup and then you try to tell a little story or, you know, there's a scripture portion, connect the dots, yep. And, yep. you know, but yeah, you know, it's just, um, I it's, almost messed myself up and I'm glad I was telling somebody, I was telling somebody Sunday, it might've been like Ashley Ladden and a couple of people were standing outside. They were asking like if I was nervous after the second service, when I was done and you were the last 10 minutes of the service closed and then I came out, yeah, they were like, you know, were, were you nervous today? And I was like, well, I said, not, I said, I think most people would call it nervous. Yeah. I said, uh, it was like definitely that what people would call butterflies or something. And I said, yeah. to me, it's more anxious, anxiousness. The last, you know, like when I was standing on the side of the stage, when pastor Dan was up there with that transition, like at that point, I'm just, I'm ready for it to be over with or like, let's right. get it going. Like right. that, that anxiousness as I, I don't, I don't consider that nervous. Like right. I'm not scared. Um, but I was going to go off of the notes that I sent out to the production team to put the slides. And I was just going to go strictly off of those notes. Yeah. And Saturday I was reading through it kind of like a, like a practice in my head. Like I was, sure. I was practicing. I even set my timer cause I wanted to check the time and all. Right. And I got to one point, one part and I was, I was getting through it, but I was missing some of, of the stuff. Yeah. And I was like, man, and this was like Saturday night, like right. late later. And I was Tomorrow like, is Sunday. And I yeah. was like, <laughs> I was like, man, I wanted to just go off the notes. I was like, but if I get up there and then it's so easy when, you know, sure. 200 people are looking at you to mess up or to totally. forget something. Totally. So I pulled out my laptop and I went yeah. in and on my notes and I add, and I added some little mm-hmm. um like little prompts for myself sure. to just like make sure and uh I was uh, Sunday in the moment I was really glad I did cuz there were some key stuff I would have forgot. Yeah. Um that really helped the story, you know, the Hosea stories and all that stuff. Yeah. Um I'm glad I read through it like one last time and I was like I might mess my, I, I better go, mm-hmm. I better go spend 30 minutes and type some of this in here real, right, real right, quick. Right, right. And, I, and I did, it worked out good. So yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, even for, you know, those of us that have, you know, have done it before, do it a lot, you know, like, I think people kind of underestimate sometimes how we're in a constant state of improvement. You know what I mean? Like the way that I preached five years ago isn't the way we preach. I preach anymore. And who knows how that will evolve over the next five years, you know? Well, yeah, and I, I even watched it. I watched the 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 service, not for the content. I watched it for myself. Sure. And I may sound weird, but Mannerism, I mean, people who do speech this, habits. Oh, man, and I touch my face a lot. Yeah. And talk with my hands, but I, it's like, yeah, I don't know what to do with my hands. So, like, I was doing a lot of, like, up on my chin you know, like stuff like that. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. man, I don't, I don't really like that, but um, <laughs> you don't notice it in the moment, Yeah, which is why I, I traditionally have like using a handheld mic because it occupies one of my hands. Right. Um, but so I watched it just for like improvement on myself. Like what was sure. that? What do my mannerisms look like? You know, those type of things. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think, I think it's a, I tell, you know, tell people that, you know, public speaking is a learned skill Definitely. Aside from the spiritual component of preaching, but sure. um, it's a it's a learned skill. Yeah, but. I mean, you know, I think there I think there are those of us that either life circumstances or call it 
part of our Enneagram or something like that. Yeah. You know, like I think some people are naturally uh, have a natural head start on it. It's just part of their personality. Sure. It's their, you know, their, and then I think some people, life circumstances have forced them to be able to think quickly on their feet. Um, you know, I think about people like me and you, you know, we, we worked in retail. We've been in situations where if we didn't sell that for you, that camper for me, you know, consulting, it was a number of different things, but if we didn't sell that thing, we didn't eat. Like, right. so you got oh, really good at talking, good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got good at talking and helping and you got good at beforehand thinking through how you would communicate something to someone to be as efficient as possible yep. when it came time to do it. And I think like, so those things, so circumstances like that, and then just, you know, national personality types, um, I think naturally have a head start, but it, nonetheless, it still is a learned skill. Anybody can learn to do it. It is. And then not only that, I think that, I think that, um, especially for preachers, at least right. there's a, you, and I don't know that I found mine cause I don't, it's not part of my role to do it often. Right. I think preachers, I think it's like anybody like uh, I'm going to go back to the comedian reference. Cause I watched yeah. this weird, I saw this thing the other night on a, on YouTube of all things. It was like this video that pops up on the side, you know? Yep. And it was like talking about Kevin Hart. Like I didn't, it was talking about some of his early days Yep. and he, you know, he did not have a lot of, he didn't have crazy success early on people. Cause they thought he was trying to be, all he knew was to be like the guys he liked, like uh, Eddie Murphy. He hadn't found his yeah his, his, yeah. his kind of his style yeah um and I think even like with with preaching it's that way um yeah. I don't know that I've completely would say I I found mine because I don't do it often enough sure um you know I do and and I like a different variety you know like I, I like Chris Hodges Church of the Highlands and he's the he stands in one spot and teaches he's a teacher right um you know but I like you know, like some people that are more storytellers I tend to think I think I tend to go the story route. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, I've read the evidence of how it helps keep people's attention. Right. Anytime you're you're telling a story, I mean, sure. I think that's why Jesus did it. Right, right, um, right. Yeah, no, I agree. I like telling a story. So that was that was kind of my approach to this whole message. That's why I even joke. What I don't know if I was telling you, but even the three points I had, like I had to work to find those points because yeah. I didn't I didn't do this whole sermon with with points because I was like my whole thought was like. I'm going to let the word do the work and just tell the story of God, a picture of God's love. And I was like, but we got, I got to have some points, you know? So I was like, <laughs> right, right, right. I worked, I was just like, okay, I got to pull some points out of here. Um, yeah. But, but cause you know, sometimes the, I don't want to get, and I don't think we as a church do, but you know, you can, you can, you can make points, you can do all that stuff all day, but you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're preaching the gospel and sure. it, it does a pretty good job in a lot of ways, to, uh, you know, explaining itself. Somebody mm-hmm. will just tell it, but yeah, and I think that's that, there's so many things that even people don't see about us. You know, you know my, me personally, in regards to, you know, I'm the I'm the head sermon or teaching pastor, if you will. Like that's that is my my primary responsibility right. above anything else. Not even leading the staff, even is not necessarily my primary responsibility. It's yours. Right. For me, it's teaching and it's observing and having a thumb or a finger on the pulse of what the church is constantly needing and some of those things. So, um, you know, in, in, you know, some of the things that people don't realize, you know, is that we go through waves of that. Like we go through, there are different seasons where we intentionally teach more and there are different seasons where you intentionally preach more. Exactly. Um, depending on who, based on data, who's going to be in the room or data, like whatever, but based on that, 
is there more guests in the room or is it less guests and more just our people? And when it, depending on who that is, then that really, um, you know, we take different approaches you know, we'll handle different topics, even depending on where we are and all those things. So those are just a number of like things Mm -hmm. that people don't ever hear about and would never know about unless we talked about them. But yeah, you know, there's a reason why we do series the way we do it and all that. I mean, we're trying to, yeah, it's not just cause it, you know, you make the sermons in advance. You don't have to work as hard. It's like, it's, it's probably harder. Yeah. And yeah. yeah and even going into that, in, like, in some ways. Yeah. And even going into that, like we even talked about how, like my preaching style personally has changed over the last five years. And um, me and Karen, I, I've just settled in on an idea that's going to change all of my preaching styles going into um, next year, going into 2020. And I think it's something that's probably going to stick for a while and carry us for a little while. But it's just different, you know, we're mm-hmm. in a constant state of changing things and making things better. How can we, you know, that and we're, did you, did you ever used to watch Grey's Anatomy? I know that sounds weird. <laughs> no. Did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? No. I have no problem believing that you mm-hmm. didn't watch that. No. Um, so there's, um, there's a constant thing. It's like a thread of this constant thing on Grey's Anatomy. And I think, it, I think Shonda Rhimes, I think it's Shonda Rhimes that wrote that show. I don't know. But I think the writer of the show wrote it this way intentionally because it's easier to bring new characters in if this is the understanding. All the, so the hospital that all of the doctors and nurses are at uh, in the show is a teaching hospital. Mm-hmm. So I think they. I think she wrote it that way because now it's easier to create drama around people's uneducated learning you know, experiences Mm-hmm. So that, that, and then it's easier to write new, like, oh, we got a new batch of students coming in, which are characters. So it's easier to write characters off and write characters in because, so I think she did that. Anyways, all that to say, um, I consider us a teaching church. Like, you know, we, we empower, we release, like we build people up. We, that's one of the things that is uh, a part of our vision. And it's not just like a hypothetical part of our vision. Like we actively mm-hmm. <laughs> do yeah. that, you know, and exactly. because of that, I think it's, there's some new things that we're going to be stepping into this year, pulling from pipeline students and stuff like that. That's even going to make, um, you know, how we develop sermons and so like that it's just going to be changes. Yeah. Know? So we're just constantly, that, that is constantly evolving for us. So as I think it should. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're still doing the same thing, you know, what is it uh, Chris Hodges and say? You're doing the same thing you were doing. Oh, they were talking about pseudo-ministry. If you're doing the same things in pseudo-ministry you were doing a year ago, then you're already behind. It's like, I, th- I feel like that's what should be our churches. You know, like we're in a constant state of change, trying to change. Well, you the, know. the church traditionally is pretty behind uh, everything. Yeah. They're, you know, they're 10. Everything, and, everywhere. They're 10 and 20 years behind mm-hmm. the, the, the rest of the world when it comes to. Right, adapting to the to the world to to the people that are in it at least. So, yeah, unfortunately, you know. But. So yeah, we like to we like to be able to be on the the edge of change um, in a healthy way, you know. And because boy, it's coming. Is it ever? It's coming fast. So one of the things I was worried about going into <laughs> going into your uh, your sermon, I don't, I wouldn't say I was worried about it. One of the things I was like, I wonder how he's going to do this. So going back to what you said when you know Aaron came up and started playing for your story. So this is a running joke in our office that Justin notoriously feels things less often than anyone else does in the office. (laughs) So, so Justin, like when we joke about it, like for example, like Justin doesn't have pets, doesn't care about having a pet. Like Mm -mm. he doesn't, you know, 
Even when, he, when he, what we talk about one time, he's like, when you look at a baby, you're like, I feel nothing. <laughs> that was not me who said that. Was that, it, was I, yeah, that was Eli. <laughs> that was Eli. Yeah, I, would not, I like babies. I'd rather have a baby than a puppy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So, uh, I like, it's like some the different moments where it's like, oh, remember when we were, so we had, uh, we had a collaboration and creative brainstorming session in my house not too long ago. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Mm-mm. And we were sitting, we were sitting in the room and John, our creative director had brought in what we call mood boards. And these mood boards have different pictures and colors and art and all these things on them. And some of them are like dark and deep. Some of them are bright and like very poppy and like bubble gummy. You know, some of them are looks kind of retro. Anyways, all these different, some of them are very natural looking, very, uh, like Chip and Joanna Gaines, if you will, um, like natural raw wood elements and plants and farmhousey and it's just just stuff, man. Like there's, there's all these different boards, and we were kind of picking a creative direction and like for something we were working on. And, and so the common question in the room was, how does this make you feel? <laughs> I was getting mad. I was like, this is a, that's a dumb. I don't feel anything. <laughs> How, why would that make me feel anyway? One, number one, that was the night before Easter Sunday. Oh, was it the night? It was. <laughs> and so it was like, uh, I didn't feel anything. So, I was confused by the whole exercise. And to me, I thought, I thought we were trying to like, this isn't going to dictate the direction we're going our 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 culture our church uh, we dictate and then we create things based on that so i thought we were doing it in reverse i was just so confused and then y'all kept talking about feel the whole time i was like i don't i don't, I don't feel anything like i want to go home so, <laughs> so justin's in a constant state of like weighing out what he thinks versus what other people feel yeah. which is that's your ian TJ, TJ anyway, my eight so, on the Enneagram. Yeah. yeah, it's like if you ask me, like, how do you feel about this? My answer will be, well, I think, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably, uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's not on purpose. It's just how it is. Like, I don't. Well, I, I feel like this, like, feelings, like, no. So, so, so I don't, I don't have. Yeah. Often, I don't know what you're talking about. So feel like, you know. So there, you know, when you're preaching, there's always an an emotional element about it you know where you're oh i see where you're feeling where you're going where you're feeling where the room is and yeah that you know you're really when you can communicate the story and help it connect with people from a feeling or an emotional standpoint it's always something yeah yeah, yeah. that will go further um and it'll it'll carry weight and so we talk about it often for anyone that communicates from our platform we talk about you know what, how we're wanting people to feel yeah. when they're listening to this message. Um, and so I was curious how, I was how you were going to do that. Um, part of me was like, man, let's see like how this goes. So, <laughs> so when you brought Aaron up earlier than we usually would, so that he was playing at a certain point in what you were communicating to make sure that that was like, yeah. the feel aspect came across. Yeah. I was like, I, 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 it was only about a minute or so into I realized I was like, oh, I know exactly what he's doing. Like, you know, and it was intentional. Yeah. And then I looked at your notes and I could say you had a fair amount of content scriptures and stuff still to go. And I was like, oh, he'll be fine. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's that Kerry Newhoff thing. You know, I, did you hear when he was interviewing the girl in public speaking? 
and he was like, it's been a little while. Right? Yeah, he was. Well, yeah, he redid it not too long ago, probably a month and a half ago. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And he was like, she was like, my greatest fear is not having enough content. And he was like, there's never been a time ever in the history of me speaking that I didn't have enough content. Like I'll, I could develop content on the fly, you know, before. Well, I- and that's the thing. Like even developing the message, it's like the first part of the message, really. Even though my main scripture was like John three sixteen, that was not what the the whole message I wanted to tell that story. Right. I wanted to tell the Hosea You're leading up story. to the story. Sure. So I just kind of worked backwards though, you know, being on this whole theme of kind of the fruit of the spirit and it might, it was love. So then I kind of just worked backwards and that was just kind of how I opened. So that whole, I mean, obviously they tied together. Like, cause we're talking about like sure. God, you know, God's love is kind of, kind of crazy like that. Like the way he was on display with Hosea, with Gomer and the whole thing. Right. And the, you know, the people of Israel, but it was like, that was not it. You know, the, the good content was that Hosea stuff. Not that it wasn't good. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was, that's why I wanted the keys when I did. Yes. Yeah, so that yeah. was it. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. yeah. And I, I, at one point I text Kyle, I was like, send me a copy of his notes real quick. And he sent them to me and I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew, where, I knew you were headed at that point. Yeah. So, and much of the story is like, even that, that was in there, like the first part, of, I think is, I think the first part of the Hosea Gomer story is one, one, like Hosea one, one, the first chapter. Mm-hmm. And then where he talks about, and I didn't read none of that scripture. I just was telling the story, but where God tells him to go marry the prostitute and all that, that's all in Hosea one. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff in two. Right. And then it picks back up in chapter three. Right. And that's where I actually started reading the Hosea scripture. But even in that, I was kind of pull, pulling from it and just telling the, I almost felt like I did the message like I was doing it from the message version, like the message, right, Bible, right, right. you know, like, like a paraphrase, like yeah. telling, telling this story to kind of make the po- the points, which we have to, you have to, because it isn't one, it's a good story. And there's so many people in our church that are new believers that don't know Never this. Heard it. Like even Jackie, you know, I was talking to Jackie after he oh, was I like, could, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like they, um, you know, even, even the, the parts of like, you know, when, He's, I'm kind of just, you almost fill in the gaps in the scripture with, with story. Right. Um, that, that surely it was like that, you know, he did have to go walking the streets and it just, it doesn't say, it doesn't say it that way, but you know, it's like, he's walking the streets, he's going he to those parts, he walks in and there she is being sold. And it's like, you know, all, all that stuff is, right. it's, it's not clearly spelled out like that, but sure. surely that was the, the scene on some level. Yeah. Yeah. Surely he didn't go to. The first, I know right. exactly which brothel she's in. Yeah. Right, right. And then it's like, you know, yeah. you're looking, he's looking for her. Then he, and then it just goes into, then I bought her for myself. So obviously there had to be, you found her and then she's, you realize she's for sale and then you figure it out. And then, you know, that whole scripture gets crazy because like even with what he bought her for, the 15 shekels of silver and all that, like if you do research on that, it's like, that was actually the price of what a slave cost. The reason he had to get barley right. in, the silver wasn't enough. Right. So he threw in some barley and then there's, you can go deeper into that. And, but that was the actual price of a slave. That's why, because it doesn't say she went back into prostitution when he, when God says right. go find her, right? But the the when you study how much he paid, that was what a slave right. cost. So the the you know you kind of deductive reasoning I guess is she was back in slavery, you know, right. like exactly. in, in that whole world. But um, but yeah, so I tried to I tried to make an emotional I tried to make an emotional on some level like. Mm-hmm. You know, like connect it. Like that's your, that's your wife. Like you gotta go look for her. Then yeah. No, I thought you did a great where job. Where do you find her? Like, where do you go look for her? Yeah. Where do you go look for your wife that's a prostitute? Yeah. I thought, I thought you did a great job, man. I, at one point, Pastor Dan, you know, uh, even Pastor Dan leaned over to me. He was like, that's good. I, I don't know. You had made a point 
that's you know i think you were i don't think it was like one of your points you had just made a point towards you know closer to the end you were tying it all together and it was just like you know um it was just really good man i thought i thought that it was uh it was clear you know and that's what that's the point that's the or that's the thing we have to do especially when you're all again going back to what we said like when you're only having one you know like you know you're not coming back next week so it's like let me make sure that i i gotta get through like <laughs> yeah make sure i communicate everything this time you know um so yeah no that's i i, I thought it was good yeah i think I, I felt like it went pretty good just for myself like i there was not a point that i felt like i got tripped up or there was not even a point that even if i did i would i don't know that if it you know, sometimes you trip up, but no one notices because right. you just kind of, you hide it and you go kind of go back to your notes, whatever. Sure. That didn't even happen in yeah. either service. So it was like, I was kind of just kind of glad that that didn't happen because, you know, it's one of those things when you don't do something long uh, enough, when you do mess up, right. sometimes it's obvious, right, like, right, right. you know, um, which that's not the end of the world. It, uh, it's just, you know, you still want to do a good job. Taking the spirituals kind of aside for a second, sure. like you still, you still want to do a good job. So when going back to the nervous question, if anything, I was nervous, just hadn't done it in a while. I just wanted to do a good job. Sure. Um, obviously, cause I think, you know, God deserves that. We deserve to yeah, tell his story well. Um, but I just, you know, last thing you want to do is get up there and completely make a fool of yourself. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, you know, yeah, but, totally. but uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was, uh, it was a good time. My mom was there. My stepsister was there in the second, third, the step, the groupie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was there. It was, she came with my mom. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Speaking of groupies, I, I think that you, are you, are you, who are you a groupie for? I'm not really a groupie. I, yeah. I like, I have some, I'm a fan of, you have some, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of, <laughs> of Def Leppard. Def Leppard. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Uh, but I, I'm not a groupie. Well, no. Okay. I've met them. I've been backstage. <laughs> You're not making a good case for yourself right now. Like I've been, I've had, I did a meet and greet. Yeah, but, like you know. I stole one of their shoes. I didn't like have like, no, she was bad though. She was like, Oh, I, I know that she was. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. It was, it drove me crazy. It's all she wanted to like talk about. It's like, geez, they're not even good. Right. But, uh, you and know, they're like, no Def Leppard, but you know how, girl, you know how, I, and I think, I, I don't think that's like a sexist thing, but it's like, it's like, well, just let's get off an instinct. Like Justin Bieber, Lamore, like all them girls were just, surely he had guy fans too, but, um, infatuated. you really see the girls like were just completely infatuated and they like all literally loved him. Well, yeah. And I like, it, we're in love with him. Yeah. And it's like that, you know, it's, it's like the joke, but not a joke thing. Like the double standard. Cause it's like, can you imagine a 50 year old men were standing in line and trying to like get a touch of a 15 year old girl. <laughs> yeah. Like it's people creepy. would, people would call the cops immediately, you know, yeah. but when women do it to Justin Bieber, it's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. He's it, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> that's what people are doing. Mean, yeah. It's like, it's, eh, this is and weird. I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But There's, yeah. But yeah. So she, she, uh, she's the groupie was there <laughs> and my mom didn't know. So as soon as I started talking about groupie before I showed the picture, my mom said, my stepsister's name is Nicole. We I've, we know her as Nikki, but she goes yeah. by Nicole now. But Nikki was there. And as uh, soon as I said, you know, like, you know the term group, like when I went into that, yeah. my mom said Nikki started like laughing. And she was <laughs> like, why is she laughing? She didn't know where I, my mom didn't know where I was going with it. Yeah. I had told my sister, I'm using you and your obsession with NSYNC in, a, in an illustration Sunday. <laughs> 
And then, uh, so as soon as I said that, she knew where I was going. Right. And then after church, she was like, I didn't know I was coming to get roasted. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I appreciate the, the illustration. Thanks for showing up. Yeah. It was, you gave me ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and it was a good picture. It was an sync back in the day. Yeah. She loved NSYNC. My God. Listen, man, I, I can't speak on behalf of all of NSYNC, but your man JT. He's talented. He's talented. Yeah, but back in the day he wasn't. I mean, he was. Well, don't no, get me wrong. But I mean, it was just uh, it was just terrible music. But. Yeah, it was just, he was doing what he had to do. Yeah, but you know, I the smartest thing he ever did was team up with Timberland. First of all, like as soon as he teamed up with Timberland, the game changed. Like He's, I don't remember what that first song was, but it, like the first time Timberland beat came on a JT song, it was like, oh, oh, was it sexy back? No, I I think it was a slower. It was like. Punk. I'm trying to think now. I can't remember. I don't shut out. Don't be so kind to walk away. Dance with me. I don't, like know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if that's I, it either. I apologize to all our <laughs> listeners for that. <laughs> don't be so quick to walk, walk away. away. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't something know. Something like that. I don't. I don't know. I don't listen to him. But yeah, he. I, I guess you could say he's talented. He's kind of. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. Um, exactly. I'm trying to remember what the name of the song was. I'm looking it up. Hold on. Dance with me. Dance with me is one of them. It's not the one I'm thinking of. I don't think. Nonetheless. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean he was home. Homeboy had it. You know what I mean? Like, whenever he finally got out of the, um, kind of the shadow of in sync or whatever. Yeah. But not to this whole thing needs to be about Justin Timberlake. No, no, no. Not a podcast, but, um, yeah, he, he put together some like incredible stuff. Um, especially, you know, like I said, with Timberland and all that. Um, and then I, it's the way the industry goes. Same thing. John Mayer did, you know, John Mayer couldn't wait to do the blues trio. That's the music he wanted to play, but he had to get through the, your body is a wonderland crap so that people would buy his albums, i.e. girls, so that he can move up the billboards. And then once you become a number one hit guy, then you can do whatever you want. Right. So. It's like actors that have like pet projects to movies they really want to do. Right. you do the other, you get the other stuff first. Right. Exactly. I get it. I get it. I think the, I think the song I was thinking of is Cry Me a River Cry by Justin Timberlake. River. Yeah. Boom, boom, See, boom, I didn't like boom, none boom. of those though. Boom, boom, boom. Um, I'm saying, I think that was the first time yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Timberland, Timberland showed He's up. He's got a high voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I could be wrong. I think that was the first time Timberland showed up on a JT track. And from that point on, it was like, oh, snap, you know. But it may have been Sexy Back. Uh, that may have been the first uh, I don't know. And then there was Timberland one song. There was one that was about a, I think it was the one I was singing or attempting to sing just a minute ago. Crimey River. That was about. Um, yeah, he wrote that about what's her face, Britney Spears. Yeah, Crimey River, and uh, that was on the same album as the one I was just talking about. I think. So crazy. I'm just looking at him, looking at him online. Justin Timberlake's top twenty biggest singles on the official chart. Top twenty? Yeah, we'll, let's go top five. We'll do ten. Number one, can't stop the feeling. 2016. Can't stop. I don't know that one. Number two, you don't know that song? How's it go? Um, I'm terrible at singing, so that's not going to do us any good, but um, I'll, I'll have to show it to I you. I don't know that. Yeah, number two, Mirrors. Number three, Sexy Back. Number four, Crimey River. Number five, Four Minutes. Number six, Holy Grail. Number seven, Rock Your Body. Number eight, What Goes Around Comes Around. Number nine, Dead and Gone. And number 10, Suit and Tie. 
I like Holy Grail. That's the one with Jay Z. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah. So Justin Lee's got it, man. He's doing something. I'm not an NSYNC fan, even though I know the words to most of their songs. <laughs> Everyone does. It's so annoying. Boys. Like, yeah. But um, I think we did Backstreet Boys. A group of us at the Dream Team party. We did the uh, karaoke. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to talk about that though. So it's a good time. <laughs> so, but uh, back to Sunday. Back to Sunday. Yeah, I don't. Know. Oh yeah, we got off on Timberlake because of your sister's uh, groupie fetish. But so for you know, we're not just talking about groupies, guys. To talk about groupies, if you didn't send a message, <laughs> that was an illustration in the sermon. Right, right, right. Of how yeah, uh, sure, surely everyone on the podcast <laughs> right now is like, what this are they talking? Took about? Quite the turn. Yeah. I wasn't ready for. Yeah. So yeah, what do you want me to? Uh, we want to go through this at all? I yeah, mean, we man. pretty much just kind of did. Yeah, I mean, you kind of told the story. Why don't you give us your three points? Yeah, so I mean, just just backstory, you know, with the with the uh, with the uh, fruits of the spirit, you know. Yep. Um, I was reading through those, and you know, list all the things that if we do those things or behave that way, you know, it says you won't inherit the kingdom of God. And but the fruit of the spirit, you know, and it's like okay, right. what, is that, what does that mean? So, uh, would love, you know, what's funny about the fruit of the spirit is it doesn't say the fruits. Of the spirit. That's right. Even though it lists multiple things, it says the fruit, implying that it's one It's one thing. Right. Do you embody all those things? But Yeah. And on. then love kind of being the main one. But it's yeah. just little things about the Bible that, that are interesting like that. And if you if you don't study, you kind of miss it. Mm-hmm. Like you think they're all separate when really they're all the same or they're all together. But right, right, nonetheless, right. Um, just kind of about God's love. And then, you know, we use John 3.16. Yep. I think it's, you know, arguably the most famous verse in the Bible. Um great verse so he's john three sixteen, and then romans uh five six through eight how god you know talks about he demonstrates his own love and that christ died for the un the ungodly while we were still sinners and yep. other things and then so we're just kind of talking about the three points being god's love is is illogical yep um to us anyways uh and you know we kind of alluded what's funny we kind of alluded to these points a few weeks ago when we were talking about um song we were talking about the song reckless no Reckless, yeah, reckless love. love. Reckless love, right? Yeah, yeah, reckless and I was talking love. about how I didn't like it. Right. And, I, and I think I even said in that conversation, like, you know, God's love isn't reckless, but it is illogical or sure. it is irrational. It's kind yeah. of that same same line of thought. It's illogical to us, especially logical thinkers. I am a logical thinker, but just even as humans, um, it's hard to make sense of some of that. Yeah, of course. And then it's, it's so it's illogical. God's love is irrational. And then God's love is not conditional, mm-hmm. which I think you used that last point to kind of when you came up to close the message, to yeah. drive that point kind of even further home that it's, it's, uncondi- it's, it's unearned, it's unmerited. Sure. You sure. Know. Yeah. Cause that's what, you know, just like with, uh, same thing from Karen, you know, is, um, is yeah. Trying to communicate to people that, um, you know, particularly in the South, man, we deal with it so much. This like works based faith where it's like, mm. I can go to church enough, you know, and, and people's view of God is so, skewed based on how well they're following the religion rules that they've either been taught or made up in their own mind or appropriate. Right. So as long as I'm hitting all my check boxes, I'm good. But if I'm not hitting my check boxes, then I'm not good. Me and God are in a bad place. And it's like, nah, like God's love is unconditional. You know what I mean? And so really letting that hold some weight, you know? Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, cause it truly is, but that's how we, that's how we view it. You know, that's why sure. that point matters because you know, when you go back to that Romans five, six through eight, it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't make sense because we view everything 
can even like even husbands and wife a lot of times right. and may not want to admit it sometimes and maybe i'm out saying this because i don't have a wife but i feel like no, it's true what it, can you it, do for me it, well not only that but it, it there are conditions there yeah. there are there are behaviors your wife will do that would cause you to say we have to end this yeah of course you, you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like so there there true. are there are some conditions true. to to it um as, as, as bad as that is and you know but that's what i like about it is like god because he's got the, like that foreknowledge, like he just, he knows, like yeah. Um, and then you know, then you can get into a real theological talk. And I was trying to be real careful, and even some of my phrasing, um, just because you know Christ, God sent Jesus to die. He, you know, knowing there would be some that would not reciprocate. Sure. You know, and then you could, you could phrase yeah. that differently oh <laughs> and get into it and get into a theological debate of, you know election and all that, all that kind yeah. of stuff, which th- I didn't want to do that at all. Sure. Um, was not the, to me, time or place for, for any totally. of that. So, but, but nonetheless, you know, Christ did still, still die. And it says that. So, um, I wasn't necessarily talking about paying for sins. Right. I was talking about the, the, the love. He, the love and dying yeah. and all that. So, um, I thought it was good, man. So yeah. And then, and then obviously just, um, we, we've hit on it now, you know, for you guys that don't know the story of Hosea and Gomer, Hosea, chapter one and then and then chapter three um talks about jose and then marrying a prostitute that was his assignment quite an assignment if, quite I, an assignment. if I might add yeah 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 um, mar- i have to hear very clearly from the lord <laughs> so a guy guy told him to go marry a prostitute then he did three kids yeah and then you know it alludes to in some of that scripture in, in chapter one that he was never convinced that some of the kids were he may not even be his yet, yeah but he loved her and them like they were yeah you know and then you know the whole thing is to set up even what the names that they gave the kids that right. God told them to name them, you know, and it was yep. just really God really mad at yep. Israel mm-hmm. and the people of Israel yep. uh, for, for running away. But and then he just, you know, tells them to go do it again. And I think there's a, there's another verse in Hosea and I think it's, it's either chapter eight verse 11 or it's chapter 11 verse eight, something like that. I always get them mixed up, but God's really just mad. Mm-hmm. You know, the book of the book of Hosea is not the most, encouraging book in, in, in all of scripture, <laughs> right, 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 right. but he's just talking about what he's going to do when, you know, he's just talking yep. about his wrath yep. and judgment and all this. And then like, he's just like going on and on and on. And then next line is how can I give you up? Yeah. My heart is changed within me. And it's like, it's like in a moment he's, he's, it's like, you almost see God as almost like this, um, I'll say an emotional being. Cause that's probably not accurate to say. And I don't want to like sound blasphemous in any way, but he's like, Y'all are doing this, you're doing this, you're going to get my wrath, you're going to get my judgment. And then he's like, but how can I give you up? Yeah, my yeah, heart's yeah. changed within me. Like, it's like instant and on a dime, God changes his tone. Well, I think it's- And it's like, that's that's cool. Like, that's his love well, for I think us. He's, like, I think he's clarifying. You know what I mean? I, I, the, way I, the only way I can explain it is like with kids. You know, like, hey, don't do that. Hey, don't do that. Hey, don't do that. And then they do it anyways. And maybe you have to spank them or ground them, depending on how you feel about spanking kids or whatever. Don't want to get I into that. I say whoop them. But you, you, maybe you have to spank them or maybe you have to ground them. You have to put them in timeout, right? You have to punish them. Um, but your punishment for them, even and even your frustration towards them, is not a representation of your love for them. You Like, you know, you have to... You know, even God, knowing that much of what he would do to Israel and to his people was for their good, um, 
because eventually it'll, t- it would lead to them coming back to, you know what I mean? So it's like, I think some of that is, yeah. is it, you know, his it's frustration a, with them is not a representation of his love. Right. Exactly. You know, and that's Jose 11, one through seven. And then an eight is where he kind of changes yeah. his tone. Seems like, um, but you know, Jose, that whole story, Jose and Gomer, it's just a picture, you know, like I heard someone say, or I read it in a commentary or something. It was just talking about that whole story is, um, you know, Israel, God's people, <laughs> it, they, they refer to it as, um, they are God's wayward whore. <laughs> like, wow, that's, well, well, there you I go. wasn't going to say that on Sunday, right. like quite like that, but essentially <laughs> it is, you know, awesome. we're, we're a picture of Gomer. That's like, I want to talk about that dude, you know, here in town that stands on the corner, mm-hmm. that sign. Yep. Yep. Um, like there, so for those of you who don't know, you know, there's this guy here in town, he holds a sign on, on a corner and it, he's really blasting. He says something pastors, about preachers and, and yeah. pastors. I calls them snakes and vipers. And then, um, he he has the uh, the scripture Hosea referenced. Yep. Uh, Hosea and Gomer. Yeah. And and it's like homeboy needs a hermeneutics class. Yeah, because I was like, you want to go one of that? I'm like, dude, that's the point. Yeah, homeboy needs a hermeneutics he's, class. Yeah, he's really missing the point of Hosea and Gomer. It's like oh. we are Gomer. Yeah. That's he, the point. That's yeah. the point of the story. He needs to come through the pipeline. We're not Hosea. We're <laughs> right, not the right, hero right. here. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're Gomer. We're the one on the selling block. And and you know God's uh. Jose is a picture of, of Jesus, you know. It's like, yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. So that's a that's pretty much it. It's, it's a it's a good story, man. It's a good read in, in scripture, um, especially when you when you can put yourself in that position and try to see it as like this whole scene playing out. Yeah, it really kind of opens. Cause, it. Yeah, because so many people, you know, I've heard this message preached before, and they equate it to forgiveness. They forget they equate it to us forgiving people who have wronged us. Yeah, no. and it's like again, we they're like. If you're Hosea, like there are going to be Gomers in your life. It's like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope. Stop. That's not the way this was written. Full stop. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Like you missed it. You missed it big there, sir. Just like we're not David killing giants. Right. We're not Hosea. He's going after Gomers. We're not Jonah's on a mission. We're, like we're Gomer. <laughs> we are Gomer. We are Gomer. Yeah. So uh, that name though, Gomer, come on. Gomer. Man. But you know, even the names, Hosea means salvation. Yep. Gomer means completion. There's a lot in that story. Yeah. There's a lot. It's very interesting. If you break it if you break it down, there's a lot in there. Dope, man. Um so well, yeah. So um It's a good day. Jose, and then I, I did reference quickly Psalm twenty four one, you know, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof that helped make the point that, you know, Hosea went, he bought his wife even though she was already his. He didn't have to buy her, she was already his. Right. And even even God, you know, we the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. We already belong to God, yet he still paid a price and sent Jesus to die. Like Yep. You know. So, uh, so yeah, that was it, man. God's it's love. Good. It's good. Good stuff. Good job. It's a good time. Well, yeah, man. If you guys didn't get a chance to check it out, you can scroll up in the podcast app and have a listen. Um, it's there. So it's there. Uh, if you want to watch it, you can check out our YouTube channel, but you can find all those details, um, at transformationchurch.com. Matter of fact, Justin, how do they find information on all of the stuff for our church? Yeah, he just said it, transformationchurch.com, and then on Facebook and Instagram at Transformation in Pensacola. All right, guys. Well, Justin did a great job last week. Uh, Appreciate it. I will be back in the saddle, back in the pool pit this, this week, this Sunday. And You've then, been off uh, for three weeks, four weeks? I've been off for three, oh. and uh, so I'll be back in, and then uh, who knows what will happen Sunday after. Who knows? Who knows? Well, I know. I know, too. 
Anyways, but we'll get to that secret. later. It's a secret it's a surprise. <laughs> Anyways, guys, hey, listen, we love you. We appreciate all of you guys. Karen will give you some details on the way out. Make sure you listen to those, but we can't wait to catch you next time for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.